I feel like it should have been everybody wants to rank these songs. <laughs> well, I but mean, but not anyone else wants to rank these. We're the only people. We're the fine. only idiots that you're, do this. Actually, you're the only valid. <laughs> <laughs> I did not rank these songs. That's true. But where does that put you in the equation as uh, one who's willingly accompanied me? This probably a idiot. me on this journey. <laughs> a bigger idiot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, everybody. Welcome to episode fifty-four of ranking the Beatles. How's it going this week, everybody? Hopefully you're all doing well. It is officially the dog days of summer, my friends. And I say that for two reasons, because one, it is currently sweltering hot here in New Orleans, like oppressively hot every yes. day, all day. Uh, two, because our actual dogs are joining us here in the studio Yay. this afternoon as uh, as we are taping this. Not for the interview coming up, but while we're uh, putting the show together, putting the, the, the sausage together, assembling the pieces of this week's podcast. Our little furry men are here in the studio with us. So You'll probably hear JoJo panting. Yeah. And Maxwell doing absolutely nothing because he immediately crawled into his bed and fell asleep. Yep. <laughs> uh, he crawled halfway into the bed. Oh, like, yep. Like yep. a standard issue dog. Yes. <laughs> uh, but hope everybody else is uh, staying cool and... Uh, Having a good summer thus far. Hard to believe we're already like halfway through July. Am I wrong? No. Almost. It's, are we? Hard to believe we're, we're almost, almost done yeah. with July. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I feel like this year is just flying by. But um, we're having a lot of fun ranking Beatles. <laughs> Still not much else we can do. Uh, in our neck of the woods, at least, um, COVID cases are back on the uprise. It seems like vaccinations have stalled out, so uh, we're just going to be back here at RTB headquarters, taping podcasts from remote distances with people again, it looks like. Watching garbage television. Watching garbage television. Rotting our brains. Yeah. Having too much takeout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like we're in a loop. Just yes. A, we're back where we were last it's year. Groundhog Day. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, um, wherever you are, if it's... Uh, if it's safe and uh, doable, hopefully you guys are doing okay. Um, hopefully everyone's staying healthy out there. Uh, be careful if you can, whatever that uh, means for you, whatever that uh, necessitates. Get your vaccine if Get you can. Get your vaccine if you're able to. Um, the sooner we all can, uh, can do that, the sooner we can be done with all this nonsense. JoJo's very upset about <laughs> it if you can't hear him panting in the background. Goodness. <laughs> Anywho, being very intense right now. Jojo. Let's uh, let's talk about this week's episode, shall we, Julia? We shall. So super excited about this. I met our guest today for the first time, maybe six or so years ago. Previous ranking the Beatles guest Paul Sanchez called me up on a Saturday morning one day, and uh, in a very hoarse and craggy voice, uh, sick with throat infection, said, "Jonathan, I got a problem." Uh, he was supposed to do a show that evening uh, with our guest today, uh, 
she hosted a um, she she hosts a concert series called uh, Covered in Vinyl, uh, where her band covers full albums uh, that are like kind of landmark albums throughout uh, music history. Um, they do the album in its entirety. Uh, that evening, her and Paul Sanchez were scheduled to do uh, Graham Parson and Emmylou Harris' uh, Return of the Grievous Angel. Uh, so Paul called me because he had completely lost his voice and could not sing. He knew through conversation that I was a huge fan of Graham Parsons and of this album and called and asked if I would be able or willing to uh, jump in his place. So on a very short notice, uh, I ended up jumping into this show uh, very last second. Uh, I had never met nor sang with, uh, with our guest today, and all the songs on that record are duets. So you better get real comfy with somebody real quick. Um, but it was one of the best uh, experiences I've had as a singer getting to sing uh, with this woman because she is an absolute gem, a total pro, made me feel super welcome immediately. And my God, we had a great time. That was such a fun show. That was a really fun show. I think one of like my favorite things I've gotten to do. Yeah. Yeah. So let me tell you a little bit about who we're talking to this week. Uh, our guest this week first hit the scene in 1967 as the youngest member of family band, The Cowsills, uh, known for hits like uh, The Rain, The Park, and Other Things, Indian Lake, Hair, Love American Style. Uh, she was only eight years old when she joined the band, making her the youngest person to be involved with a top ten single. Uh, her career has continued through the years uh, into the 90s with the Americana band, The Continental Drifters, on her own as a solo act based here in New Orleans and as a backing vocalist on hundreds of releases. Uh, as I mentioned before, she was, she's now known, as I mentioned before, she's now well known for her covered in vinyl series, which she's actually toured and released uh, different albums through. Um, and now with her surviving brothers, Paul and Rob, the Cowsills are back on the road this summer as part of the happy together tour with the turtles, the association, a slew of amazing bands from the sixties. It's all hits. It's so much fun. Highly recommended, uh, and they also now host the Pous the, <laughs> and they also now host the Cowsills podcast, chatting weekly with other musicians and peers from their musical circle. It's so much fun. It's literally two brothers and a sister talking music, talking about things that they've done there throughout their entire careers. It's an incredibly fun listen. Highly recommended to check that out wherever you listen to podcasts. So, I see we get into it. What do you Let's say? Let's do it. Let's do it. Friends, without further ado, please welcome to the show the one and only Susan Cowsill. I saw her sitting in the rain. Raindrop falling on her. She didn't seem to care. She sat there and smiled at me. Susan Cowsell, welcome to Ranking the Beatles. How are you? I am phenomenal. I'm a little nervous because um, podcasts are new to elderly people. And though I've listened to a lot, trying to get educated, and I actually have my own, so hopefully I am, I'm still slightly anxious. I love it, though, because when we first started Ranking the Beatles last year, and I approached you, you were like one of the first people on my list. I was like, oh I would love you to do this. And you were like, I don't know the first thing about podcasts. 
And now you have your own podcast. <laughs> yeah. Look how we've grown this year. I know. Well, see, there are good things about the year we spent. Yeah. And I make sure to uh, think about that in all truthfulness. Yeah. But I did think about that when you asked me because what a weird specifically a unique conversation to have with a human. Mm -hmm. Hi, would you be on my podcast? What? I don't even know what that is. And you're one of the young kids and my musician kids. So it's like, oh, he's precious. And, you know, I think we were at one of your Andre and you mm -hmm. Beatle yeah, wonderful. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, oh, shit. You know, actually, I usually would say sure. And then never. But <laughs> I was sure like, I'll do it. I was so like, wait, what? It's like, <laughs> no. I don't, what? Anyway, yeah. And now I'm a podcast. Now you're, you're, you're a, a podcast. I know. What do you do? How did, how did the Cowsells podcast come about? Well, I was talking to you that day at that show. No, I'm kidding. You're all welcome. But I got to tell you, every time that came up, you are kind of my podcast reference face. Ah. It was a pretty specific conversation, sure. like I said. Um, you know, I think, you know, we've got this 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 team of one behind us. And he, um, he thought maybe we should look into it because he knew all the kids were doing it. And we were, and literally, I was like, you know, I do know people who do these things. And my brothers also said, we don't know what that is. We found out what it was. Mm -hmm. We hadn't seen each other in a while. It's the year of COVID. And it was like, well, we're not doing anything. And we do have a record that we just recorded. Yeah. Going to be coming out, a brand new Cowsills record with brand new songs. And so we thought, and so I explained, because I'm the youngest, <clears throat> that this is the new way we promote ourselves because we cannot sell records anymore. Right. I had to tell them that too. They look super sad. They're like, so much has happened, you know? And I'm like, I know, but we, you know, we make uh, music because we love it and we yeah. don't, and to hang out with each other because that's how we started. We don't have barbecues. That would be weird. We'd be all like, want a hot dog? It's like, no, here, sing this. Yeah. And then, you know, we eat while we do it. But I'm obviously that's, I'm being silly, but. It was a way to hang out and also a way to, to come on in to the and We love people and we love our fans. And even for that small group of people, they don't think they're small. But in the big world we're in, mm -hmm. you know, we're it's a finite group. Yeah. And we thought it'd be fun for them and us. Yeah. So we did it. Then people kind of like it other than just our gang. So and I think also it's a good way at some point, you know, I think every every creative entity finds new homes as it sits around for a bit. So at some point, I think younger crowds will start to hear the yes. podcast or, or like, you know, somebody will go, you know, see you guys play somewhere 100%. and then they'll, they'll go look it up on iTunes and go, wait, they also have a podcast. This is super okay. fun. And that's, and how that's really cool. And so here's what happens is like when you start out, like as young as we were in doing what we're doing, you're not really picturing reinventing yourself 55 50 years, years later and that this would even be needed, relevant, wanted, alive to do. I mean, there's a myriad of mm -hmm. things. So you really have to tell yourself as a, I mean, I'm 62, you know, and so, you know, the internet. And how old were you when you first started with the band? You were eight, eight when I got in the band. Yeah. So the internet has taken away record sales. We all know that. And that's yeah. life. That's progress. We have to move along. But so for anybody who's a relevant current artist, that's something to deal with. We'll try being people like us. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like I had to explain to the guys, it's like we are participating in, you know, let's just go lost in space here. We'll do a reference. We all understand Star Trek. Here, we'll take it a little further down the road. Star Trek. So we are in the new world, and this is how we get to say, hey, we're still here, and we still want to connect with you. We want to sing for you, new, old, and we still want to talk and hang out, and we get to yeah. in mm -hmm. this 
lost in space Star Trek world. <laughs> and, they were, and so we're all like, yeah, it's, it, it is kind of, a, and you say it casually, well, you know, as you go along, you just, well, no, we're old. We're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> you know, I mean, that's how I feel about it. And yeah. it's nice to feel educated on it. And to it makes you feel like you're still hanging in with, nice. the, with the kids. <laughs> and are, are you enjoying it? Are the oh, three of y'all enjoying yeah. it? Yeah. We love it. And we've gotten good at it. We have segments. We're getting ready. Our brother, John, who is the drummer for the Beach Boys, is getting ready to uh, to do a segment with us. He'll be a regular. um Fun. Huh? Fun. Yeah, from out in his world, because he's been playing drums with the Beach Boys for 30 years. Mm -hmm. And so he hasn't been with us for years. We, you know, we do some stuff together, but our bands are separate. But uh, he wanted to be on the fun radio show. That's what we call it. That was the other thing. I'm like, and he, I'm just telling you, it's easy. It's just, it's easy for to understand when you put it in terms of your own generation. For sure. Yeah. You have to meet people where they are. There's nothing wrong with oh, that. Oh, and it's cool. And that's what we're doing, too. We're meet, we're taking our old asses and meeting everybody where we are. And we feel cool about it. We got it. We're on it. We're getting it. And everybody we're asking is telling us yes. And and that is kind of we're in a very unique position. I feel with the kind of guests that we can get all on our own just by calling or emailing their people mm -hmm. because we knew them when we were kids. <laughs> I don't care how old Bill Medley from the Righteous Brother gets or Howard Kalen from the Turtles. Whenever he looks at us, you know, yeah. I'm eight, Bob's 19, <laughs> and the answer is going to be yes. Yeah. yeah. You can't tell the kids no. Yeah. So everyone is, I mean, Joe Pesky is a huge, is that his name, the actor guy? Pesky, Joe Pesky? Pesky? Is it Pesky? Yeah, he's a huge Calcio fan. Nice. <gasps> really? Did his own cover of one of our deep cuts on an album. Was it on his uh, Little Joe Shirt Can Sing album? Maybe um, it's Heaven Held. Okay. Or, oh. um, uh, wait, one, I don't. <laughs> So, you know, we're pretty sure when we call, he'll say yes. How crazy is that? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so, fantastic. So, you know, I think we've got this new record. We've been, we're touring with the Happy Together Tour, um, which brought us to a place we never, we just, my brothers wanted a bucket list run on that yeah. tour one summer. And they were really, had felt like that was their little Grammy in our world. And, and then like seven years later, we're here. Well, I, I think I saw y'all on that. I think it was the first year y'all were on the tour, <laughs> and I went out and saw. Oh, we got the cement pond. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> things were looking up. Yeah. Uh, but it was at the the, the, the IP yeah, maybe in, in Biloxi? Biloxi. We always start in Biloxi, and I don't remember why you couldn't come. Yes. I think you were shooting a wedding or something. Yeah, so Julia, I, really, I went so. Oh, I know. I, yeah, I think I was working or something. There was some like specific reason that I couldn't possibly go with yeah. you and you just went by yourself I went like, oh, man if you saw the first one we were on fire y'all were off the hook incredible oh I don't know how good we were but I can tell you how excited we I were. can tell you how good it was so good and <laughs> I was matched. I was like super far back in the room and when y'all finished the people around were all like Holy shit. That was <laughs> like they were blown. Everybody was blown away. It it's was because so we had so much adrenaline pumping from the three of us. It's not a big room. Right. We're just, oh, wait, I'm so 
fucking excited. <laughs> <laughs> and it just came out in notes. But you know what? As a person that is not a musician but has been to a lot of concerts, sure. you feel that energy as someone in the audience. Like, you, we For totally sure. pick up on that energy. And, like, even if it's not perfect, even if you're up there right. critiquing every – hundred percent. All of the five notes that you played wrong or whatever, right. no one in the crowd notices that. Right. We all see you up there having so much fun. But that's so the beauty fun. of live, isn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. That's why sometimes I think live should stay live and not get – because even when you watch it back, you can it's like it's there, but you're like, well, it felt like crazy, crazy when I was doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, and so picture the first Happy Together show after COVID because the people who come to this sh um, tour come every year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like they're going to summer camp. Mm -hmm. And last year must have been devastating. Yeah. And yeah. some folks aren't coming this year. You know what I mean? We know we've been on this so long. We've seen folks go, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, because it's that generation. Right. So right. this is going <laughs> and we get to go. Hi, welcome back. <laughs> we missed you. You're like the welcoming <laughs> committee. It's going to be, be so fun. It's huge. And huge. who all's on the tour this year? Okay, we got the association, the Lovely. white coats. That's Cherish. Never my love. Along comes Mary. Please just stop right there, and the yeah. world can be perfect. <laughs> Gary Puckett in the Union Gap. Without the Union Gap, he's our Gary Puckett. Nice. And every hit he's got, plus um, he does a couple of covers. If we have a longer set. Um, oh, the Vogues are new. They've never been out with us. Mm -hmm. And um, their song is not coming to me right now, but it is very close to here. And there's a bunch of them. They were a little earlier. Okay. They're like 64 and 5. So they're... It's okay. For, I was too young to be <laughs> relevant. I can't wait to tell these guys when I get on. I don't even know. I mean, my white coats, the association, they're, they're up there. But they were, though. oh, my God, they're amazing. They're, we're all excited. We're all texting like children because camp's starting up in two weeks. And, oh, it. yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, so Gary, the boys, the Vogues, um, of course, Mark Volman, um, mm -hmm. our boss of bosses, Howard Kalen. He, we went out for two years with Howard, and um, he, he went down. He, he, you know, he, his backpack actually got caught in the bus on his way down, and he, his Achilles heel went bye-bye. And me, my brother Paul, nursed. We nursed anyway. Howard needed to be benched for a while and found out he really dug it. Yeah. So he's cool. He's in Palm Springs. The Councils are going to record a, a, a 45 with Howard Fun. coming oh, up. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he, he's, he wants to do that. So we're going to do that. Howard earned the, the, the retirement, though. Yeah, I oh, mean, yeah. that voice oh. earned a retirement. Oh, and the thing about Howard's voice is, man, every night, like clockwork. And my, I mean, he's older than my brother Bob and and Mark Lindsay. Lindsay's not coming. Chuck is not coming because mm -hmm. you know, still a little too new for the week. You know, we'll we'll go guinea pig for our slightly older set. As if there could be one. And these guys stand in the wings, you know, I'm 82. What about you now, man? And they're like these truck, <laughs> Puckett and Negron, toe-to-toe. -to -toe. They're these giant, beautiful men and just like t bricks. And these guys are up there. Just jacked. They're jacked. <laughs> my brother, like, we hold their coats and stuff. And then, like, my brothers put their stuff on. <laughs> Super cute. Like anyway, coat. this isn't about the, today's topic. That's okay. <laughs> I, well, that's going to be Now I see how we get to talk about one song. There's so much in there. Um, that's going to be super fun. Yeah, you'll fun. edit me, I hope. Oh, no, this is all uncut. <laughs> okay. Um, and yes. I know you said also, before we get to Beatles stuff, y'all, mm -hmm. uh, there's a new Castles record coming out. There is. It's called Rhythm of the World, mm -hmm. and it is recorded by um, my brother Bob Paul and myself. Uh, we wrote all the songs, um, found out we could write 
again. Oh, no, we never wrote together. <laughs> Listen to me. I was six. They're like, again, if they were here, they'd be like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay, okay. I never wrote with you. I would... We found out we could write well together currently in this generational moment. And like like that, like we knock them out. It was hilarious. It was almost Amazing. psychic. So anyway, we did that. And then, of course, what do you do? Well, you got to record them because you wrote them. Mm-hmm. And so we did. Fine. And uh, we did a um, pledge music. Mm-hmm. And that went belly up. Yeah, I remember we that. We happened to have a certain gentleman uh, named Rock Positano, who is our Charlie of Charlie's Angels. That's the way <laughs> I can say it. And he kind of rescued the mission. So the record got completed. Nice. And we and it's and uh, Frank Filippetti mixed it. Who is uh, go Google him? It's uh, old school, classic. Um, it's awesome, and it's it's probably not going to make it out this year because oi, you know. But it yeah. will. We were very busy with our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we have a whole new life with podcasting. Oh my brother Bob. Okay, Danielle, edit that and three, two, one, and we're back in. Okay. He's like a pro now. Oh, it's amazing. It's so oh, we have sound effects now, and uh. and my brother Paul is our fact finder. Actually, he's Paul Pufferfish, and he has Paul Puffer's particulars. <laughs> and we have I got a gripe, and I've got good news, and. I think we saw a lot of uh, laughing, and so we know about quick segments. Yeah, you know, nice. well, you remember how they used to just go from one yep, thing to the, other, one to the other, but there was always something nope. topical going on, and mm-hmm. that's what sometimes I haven't even said this to the guys, but I realize in listening, that's what it reminds me of sometimes because we're just like, <laughs> well, and it busy. keeps it like moving along, oh, it moves. and fun, and it's busy, hilarious. and yeah, and, my, and, and then we're looking depend at on those segments. They're like, oh, I can't wait for season. It's breaks. pretty fun. And <laughs> yeah. these people are writing in and, and we zoom it all. So now what's going to happen is we're going to get a channel and all these things are going to be visual. And <laughs> that's going to be hilarious. Fun, fun. We've visually taped them all with the people. Oh, oh nice. Wow. So like on, like on Zoom? Yeah, because okay. we had to learn. I told you earlier, yeah. like we literally had to spend two months alone with no other humans watching us to learn Zoom. And the Professor Bob figured it out and he taught me and Polly. Then we're like, okay, you know, so, but we have to do it that way because we have to be able to look to each other or oh, a for sure. nightmare will happen. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So it's fun. Yeah, everyone that we don't have here mm-hmm. at our home mm-hmm. is oh, on, we do it know. over Zoom because you have to look at people's faces for visual cues yes. of when they want to say something. Yes, and when they're wrapping and you up can a you can get all kinds and, of good stuff. Right, we still interrupt each other. Hopefully, mm-hmm. the eyeball will solve that problem. <laughs> and then I don't know. I just think we need a TV show, and then we'll be sitting together, and it'll all be okay. Nice. Yeah. Well, let's. Um, yes, I'm nervous. I want to switch to Beatles. Bef- I do too. So I love them. I, I do want to know now. You were you were eight yes. when you joined the cal- when you started singing with the band, and that was in 1967 or 68. Okay, it was 67. Hold on. What do the boys say? Because this I do have Beatle reference Orama for you. So I I, I do. So my, my I guess my my first question is: Do you remember the first time you heard the Beatles? Yeah. It was or the that first night. time it really impacted. The first yeah. time that you caught it. It was that night. I mean, that night happened for a lot of, in 60, it was Ed Sullivan. Mm-hmm. Sorry, guys. I had a feeling when you said that night. <laughs> what is she talking about? Come on, y'all were there. <laughs> okay. The evening that the Beatles appeared on Ed Sullivan, mm-hmm. we were right in front of that TV. Now, that's the first night I I heard them. I'm sure my brothers knew or they wouldn't have known to be tuned in. Right. And then I probably, my first remembrance of it, but I'm, what, 64, so I'm five. I don't know. I was born in 59. Okay. But I remember, you know, we always watched Ed Sullivan and then, and then that happened. They had already had instruments, I think. But after that, 
everything changed. And at one point, my brothers were speaking in English accents. We came from Newport, Rhode Island. We Love live it. there. We're born and raised there. Everyone knows each other, you know. So why did you guys go to New York City and come back from New York City and now you're at Rogers High and you're talking like this and all the girls are like, what the hell happened to the, the Cowsville boys? It was so embarrassing. Uh, it was short-lived because of the reaction they got. It was unbelievable and yeah. it was true. So that happened. But the cool, cool thing that happened was... Man, 64, 65, 66, 67, it was either 67 or 8, and I'm thinking it was 67. We were standing there, and that's what my brothers were. We are standing where the Beatles were, mm -hmm. so it ignited them. Yeah. It put a fire under them. How it ended up standing there with my mother and myself was not a part of the vision, I am sure. <laughs> when they stood up in the living room, you know, and pledged their allegiance to, you know, British rock. Yeah. <laughs> and Wear Them in Blues. And um, there was many early recordings of my brothers on um, Joda Records being produced by Johnny Nash um, of um, um, I Can See Clearly. Oh, wow. Okay. He produced the first Cowsill, the four boys. They were an R&B band. It will blow your mind, and wow. it will come out on a box set someday. Cool. So from that to, okay, now we're the Beatles, and so now we're British, to that to, no, we're not the Stones. We're the Beatles. We are. Who? <laughs> because Mom and Susan, but who cares? We're on Sullivan, and it just went like that. Yeah. So Beatles were everything. They propelled the whole, yeah. whole machine. What kind of impact did it have on you as, as a young child and at what point did that turn musical um immediately because everything is musical and in our house music is in the halls because every boy has or like at least two there's six guys and there's 2.5 stereos functioning <laughs> clapped in you know beatles eccentric stone you know just a lot going on mm -hmm. that isn't cow sills yeah so how about you know in my room <clears throat> monkeys um Mine that, too. right <laughs> but i mean the beatles like good day sunshine the revolver album that's like like i could just start crying thinking about any number of those songs all those albums they all appeared it all happened boom 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 rubber soul revolver Sergeant Pepper, we ate it like it was it was my brother's air. Yeah. And so what came of that was I didn't write my first song till I was thirty three. Wow. I hadn't started playing guitar till I was thirty something. I started with the Continental Drifters. Yeah. That's my I because I Vicky told me I needed to write songs that it was almost insane that I hadn't yet. So you hadn't you, when you so after you left the castles mm -hmm. you I know you I, I've seen like I've done a little Googling, mm -hmm. uh, and I know you put out some solo singles. Yeah. None of that was stuff that you were writing. No, I didn't know what I was I was staying out of high school. I needed to get I needed to get a job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, the councils were done when I was 12. Everything broke up, and my parents took me back to Rhode Island, and it just got stupid. We had been working. Anyway, long story short was I got myself Ill illegally but agreed emancipated at 
16. I left when I was 14, but it, we made it official when I was 16. <laughs> and when I went to Los, back to Los Angeles, lived with my brother and then my own life, I got a 45 uh, singles deal, they called it. Not a rec- not an L- LP deal, mm-hmm. but a singles deal with Warner Brothers. Lenny Warnicker signed me. God wow. bless you, Lenny Warnicker, because wow. <laughs> I didn't have to go back to school, did I? No. <laughs> so in ninth grade, so you buy, I went to the dance, I passed algebra, I did everything they wanted me to do. And then I got off. But I had no idea who I was. And listening to Linda Ronstadt, I'm hanging out with Jackson Brown and and the like. You know, these were friends of mine at the time. So the Mm -hmm. music was coming in, but I had no idea who I was musically. So the and those 45s will reflect that. (laughs) I did a song by Rodriguez. Oh, wow. Okay. And I didn't know that. And you know that story? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, he was playing at Tipitina's about 10 years ago. And uh, my, he, his story came out. The Rodriguez the, was it searching for Sugarman? Searching, searching for Sugarman, and uh, this gentleman who had had a career. Everybody thought he was dead, and he was famous in South Africa. Okay, he was an, a big idol. They found him. He was alive, and there was a brouhaha. He was on Letterman, and he was like a Bob Dylan songwriter from the '60s. Oh my gosh! So Vicky calls my Vicky, my Peter's, my sister-in-law. I don't even know who she is. Oh, she's my friend. She's somebody I know very well, and so many variations. I can't even name her anymore. <laughs> she called me and said, "Hey, turn on Letterman. That guy whose song you sang is on." I'm like, well, I didn't know what she's talking about. So, long story short, uh, there's a song called "I Think of You." And they brought it to me, the Warner people. You mm-hmm. like this, you like this. No, this is horrible, horrible, horrible. That's a real song. Thank you. Just a song we shared all here Brings memories back when you were here Of your smile, your easy laughter Of your kiss, those moments after So I recorded it, you know, but I, I was searching. Jackson gave me Mohammed's radio. It was a demo of Warren Zevon's at the time. And Warner Brothers gave me the other two, which is a disco song called The Next Time That I See You. And I, don't even remember, I think I blacked out the other one. It was so traumatic. But it kept me, you know, where I needed to be. Yeah. So, so when you start writing, when you're with the Drifters. Yeah. I should say the Continental Drifters, not the Drifters. Yeah, right, and not, <laughs> not that the old <laughs> Um So, how did the Beatles influence what you like when you start writing? Yeah, no, it's easy. What's that? I, it's easy. It's called verse. <laughs> <laughs> it's called verse, 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 maybe double verse, chorus, bridge, third verse out. Yeah, it's called three point two. <laughs> it's called a pop song. Yeah, and I had never. Touch I, the rain song is one of the first songs I've ever written, and that's a Continental Drifter song, and it's a pretty collected piece of first work, and mm-hmm. I don't know where it came from or how it got there. Well, I don't think about you when I'm sleeping. It doesn't even cross my dream like mine.
I can, yeah. you know, if you are listening to pop music from five years, I mean, inception, you know, because before them were, were some, you know, <laughs> were the association, were the, you know, mm -hmm. so um, I, just my pop sensibility, everything yeah. about me and my family is the Beatles, yeah. except it's filtered through who we are. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody about anybody from my generation is about the Beatles and we all say it yeah. when you have us, <laughs> the Buckinghams have a hilarious story about their Ed Sullivan, they're from Chicago. And uh, they got to their Sullivan set, and they came out for their sound check, and there's this big British flag behind them. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, what the fuck happened here? They're from Chicago. Well, fucking like the palace. Hey! Yeah, and then nobody told the crew at Sullivan these guys weren't British. Oh, my gosh. And that is where the, the Buckingham's, the, the name. That's so good. They were, yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's pretty good stuff. Did it stay? Wait, it wasn't Sullivan. Their... It was one of the top of the. It was some. It wasn't Sullivan because then they they changed their names to the Buckinghams. It oh, was the like Buckinghams. Based on that? Yes, and then and then so everywhere they went was a bucket, and then they got to to the said <laughs> Sullivan. They're just. Took it on. Oh That's God. amazing. Serious. So, so yeah. funny. Everybody, the Beatles affected anybody my age, yeah. and evidently y'alls. Yeah. Because that's, sure. you know, I think, uh, yeah, in every way imaginable. I can sound more like a Beatle. Like my second who I sound most like when I sing is a Beatle from yeah. a cow film, then a Beach Boy. Or a, but some... <laughs> you can make it work. <laughs> oh, yeah. When nice. you guys come in... First of all, Andre always night befores me. Right. Oh, hi, it's me again. We're there like now. I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> We're doing I'm, this thing. Are you free I tomorrow? live, you know, I'm, I'm a, a mom, I'm, well, you know, so I never get, but I would always hop up there. And here's how heavy Beetle is. And this is really telling. In my family, it is sacrilegious to add any additional harmony to any Beatles song that does not <laughs> belong there on that record. End of story, man. And you will get a, <laughs> and like boy god lie. forbid you it is it's the deal that's the deal and that has always been the deal and i laughed when i moved to new orleans and i remember some of the beetle things i've been i do here and vicky's like "Ooh, your brother is just sitting up in bed in a cold sweat somebody somewhere is doing eight part harmonies to a Beatles song right now you know and like any covers like hick and the chick who did the 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 incredibly laid back ticket to ride just my brother i thought he was going to come unglued <laughs> i think uh, oh it's freaking karen and he loves karen karen carpenter's ticket to ride killed him um <laughs> i think um who's the happiest girl in the whole usa no not her the gym teacher lady um the blonde lady she did something I uh, just, you know, no covers, no, no girls singing Beatles songs. Somebody shoot me. Wow. This kind of stuff is what I grew up with as oh a little girl. Well, I wonder why I didn't write a song. They, right? I couldn't touch their instruments. Put that down. The tambourine is the only thing nobody ever told me to lay down. That's the only reason why you see it. Why I became the little girl with the tambourine. Yeah. It's because I couldn't touch anything else in the room. Aww. <laughs> when I get to the Continental Drifters, they're like, you really don't know. I'm kind of afraid to touch instruments. <laughs> Why? I could do that. I'm not sure. <laughs> Let's talk it out. <laughs> oh, I'm thought, oh, you don't mind? 
I, I can buy my own? Oh <laughs> no my one can God. tell me I can't touch It's her? so cute. They deny that that happened, too. I love having these That's separate so – co- I hope you guys don't listen to this. <laughs> and it doesn't matter because I'm, st- I'm telling the truth. I it's promise so you it's true. <laughs> Here, take this, go in that corner, and please just disappear. Yeah. So you know when that call came, your sister's in the band. My brother says it on Sullivan. He goes, and our little sister Susan, just two months in the band. <laughs> and I'm like, made it for Ed. Thank you very much. Because I've been vying for that position. for Two months in the two- band. Oh, he says it right there. And I'm literally oh, like, gosh, just in time for makeup and costume. <laughs> Let's do this, awesome. brothers. <laughs> Let's rock. Hi, call me Chicken Little. Siblings. Here to steal the show two months oh, into the band. Oh, it didn't do me any favors, trust me. <laughs> it didn't. It's fun to say it like that now, but it yeah. was the source of my many well, psychiatric <laughs> visits. Sure. My brothers hated my guts. Well, like, well, who That's knows? all siblings. You hate your sister yeah. in the house. You do it anyway, yeah. Not on stage when you were going to be the Beatles. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Like, you how are you going to, like... accents for this. Yeah. <laughs> You're ruining it. And it started with mom. So, actually, when they started with mom, I was oh, like... Yeah. Oh, I'm going to be a lesser blow. I mean, at least they've got the initial, you're kidding me right now moment with mom. Hey, how are you going to get, how are you going to get chicks on the road when they you got mom? They could have put me in any outfit and I had the same hair and I would have done anything. I could have been this midget beetle person, boy beetle type person. But mom, you can't, you know, she's, she is his mom. That's so good. We digress. What time is it? I'm kidding. I talked to me. So well, that's so you see how you see you really. I didn't know we were going to. If you had said, oh, it's, if you want a podcast, uh, what are we going to talk about, Jonathan? The Beatles. I'd be like, you got three days. Well, now we're going to get to the meat of the bone. Okay, meat of the so, bone. I hope your fans don't hate me. This no. is what they love. They lo- <sighs> So the whole point of the podcast, I've realized, it's I've not, met it's not the ranking. Oh, no, I'm coming back to that. Oh, no, we can't tell that story. <laughs> oh, no. Well, it's not what. Well, oh, God. God, now I've really set it up bad. <laughs> I mean, it is, but it is, but it is, but it is. Let's stick to the where you are. Well, okay. okay. So, yeah, the whole Good point of the podcast that. I'm realizing, though, is capturing people's relationships with the Beatles. Right on. Not so much the ranking. That's less yeah. important. Sure. Joke's on all you guys. So, <laughs> so that said, coming he in this week. He says in his big star t-shirt. Right. That's right, you guys. He doesn't have a Beatle t-shirt on. Just saying. Uh, but everything else Neither in this Neither does Julia. surrounded by Beatles. We're surrounded like, by Beatles. I feel shit. I have something. Be- yeah, they are. This yeah. is true. George is right over Jonathan's right shoulder. Yeah. Then you got that picture over uh, there from Julie. Abbey Road. All right. You guys are good. There's Anybody a Beatles lava me? lamp over there. I think I feel, I am I'm vibing Beatle right now. Nice. Okay. Nice. Well, coming in this week at number 163 is Chains. Chains, my baby's got me locked up in chains, and they ain't the kind that you can see. Like to love you 
written in 1962 by Jerry Goffin and Carol King. Chains was originally released by the girl group The Cookies. Now, The Cookies first got their start in 1954, being signed to Atlantic Records, and they had a hit uh, in 1956 called In Paradise. Now, while on Atlantic, they were often hired to do vocal work for other artists, and in 1958 were hired to become Ray Charles' backing singers, changed their name to The Raylettes. Then in 1961, one of the original Cookies, Dorothy Jones, reformed the group under the name The Cookies, now featuring one of her cousins and the sister of one of the other members of The Cookies. Uh, they provided backing vocals for a number of hits, including Neil Sadaka's Breaking Up Is Hard To Do, Lil Eva's uh, The Locomotion, while also doing demo work for Goffin and King. They went on to score their own hits uh, with this week's song, Chains, in 1962, and their biggest hit in 1963, Don't Say Nothing Bad About My Baby. Uh, their version of Chains found its way to Brian Epstein's NEMS record store, where it was purchased sometime in December of 63 by young George Harrison. I'm sorry, December of 62. My mistake. Um, knowing that they always need to keep their repertoire fresh, the band always hunted through the, the NEMS uh, record shop in off hours to find material that would work for their live show and keep them from doing the same songs that every other band in the scene were doing. Uh, the band must have worked quickly to add Chains to their live set because by January 16th of 63, they were recording it live for a BBC session. So being fresh and well-rehearsed, the band tracked it at EMI on February 11th during the famous day-long session in which they recorded basically the entirety of their first album. Uh, they recorded four takes of the song completely live. Take number one was judged as the keeper. So the song was issued on the 1963 debut album, Please Please Me, but then released in the U.S. in January of 64 on VJ Records, introducing the Beatles. And again in March of 65 on Capitol Records, the early Beatles. They performed it live for several months in 1963, including multiple BBC sessions. So, question of the week. Why do I have chains at number 163? <laughs> we, had, um, we had Kyle Gass from Tenacious D on a few weeks ago. Okay. And I let him know, like, he asked, like, some upcoming rankings. And he had... He took real umbrage with chains. Wow. <laughs> he took real well, got, well, I might be with, what was his name again? Kyle Gass. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I've always had a sweet spot for early Beatles cover songs, especially the covers they do of girl groups, girl R&B groups, and just R&B songs in general. Uh, there's just something about their translation of that that really appeals for me. Can't quite pinpoint it. Um, there's a really great innocence on this track that I think comes through. It seems so harmless, but it's super charming. Uh, what I think is brilliant about the song itself uh, is, you know, it's juxtaposed against the lyric that's basically saying, like, God, I wish I wasn't in this, in this relationship so I could be off screwing around. But yet it's still charming and kind of innocent um, for something as light and fluffy as this. I think the three part harmonies on here are incredibly tight, uh, which for a song that's only, I don't know, five months old when they record it shows like how well they instantly know how to sing together, I think. Um, and I'm just a sucker for their harmonies. <laughs> um, but, you know, being kind of lightweight, you know, I it's a song I don't think about too often. But when I do hear it, I really enjoy everything about it. It's got all that early Beatlemania innocence charm. Uh, also with the influence of American R&B, which I, it just hits a sweet spot for me. So it's one of those songs that right. it's not the juiciest steak in the on the menu, but. I but like you have it. a really big chart too. I mean, you have to it's have you everything have needs to a home fill too. a rank, yeah. right? Do yeah. you love it, Julia? I like it. I don't love it. You like it. You don't love it. Uh, the harmonica. 
Julia has big issues uh, with harmonicas. Oh my like goodness! Like big honking up front it's in the mix harmonicas. No way! It, like it makes oh. me like close one eye, <laughs> and, like, make a, like, a like lemon headache. or something, yeah, or, like a, oh. or a nice headache. <laughs> well. Okay, well, so, okay, so Chains. Okay, so understanding that we're going to talk about the song, obviously, I'm going to listen to it, which brought <laughs> me to all the other ones, which brought me and Russ going down all this historical stuff about this. I find several things interesting, first off the top, which is we interviewed Tommy James, and he said the following things of the Sha- Tommy James, the Shondells, mm-hmm. this guy, Hanky Panky, et cetera. Oh, yeah. But back in the day, what these bands used to do, the Beatles, these young bands, and they would go to record stores and find what's the happening record. And then, like, you, I always remember it was found in a bin. How the hell did you find your hit record in a bin? You, you, how does it be your hit? Because they find it, then they do the cover, and then it becomes their mm-hmm. big hit. So he found Hanky Panky in a record store bin. And these guys found it. Now, when you said Nims and you said Brian Epstein, does he have his own record stores? Is that how they met Brian? Uh, so yeah, his family owns. <laughs> yes, I said I that. Don't friend. throw whatever <laughs> Beatle people would throw at this you nice can, young girl. You cannot throw things at Susan. Please Council. don't, it's y'all guys. I am open to learn. Okay, go. specifically. Uh, no, the beauty of this is like he is the Beatles person that knows literally everything. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, know, like, I heard nothing. that, and I'm like, yeah. well, that's cool. That makes sense on how they met him. Yeah. So what happened was his oh, family owned this. Owned, I think a, a furniture store. Okay. And a record store. Yeah. They let him kind of run the record store mm-hmm. as like when he was, you know, an adult. Um, somebody came in and said, Hey, I'm looking for this record by Tony Sheridan mm-hmm. and the Beatles who played down at the Cavern Club. They did a cover of My Bonnie. And he was had didn't have it. And his thing was like he had one of everything. Wow. So see, it was a thing. That's yeah. how these so guys did. He ordered the record and and then more people asked for it. So finally he said, I should go see what this is all about. Uh, oh. And decided I want to be in this business. I so, want to be in Beatle business. And these Beatles are selling that other guy's record by covering it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Hmm. How do I parlay that into a career? Keep going. <laughs> I just think that's super smart. But that's like. So, yeah, so, so what's great is once he signs them. Yes. You know, and they're already well known locally. So right. once yeah. and they, they haven't put out their album yet, but like they've they recorded this single in Germany with uh, with what's his name, uh, Tony Sheridan. Um, so now that he signs them, when the stores close, they can browse all the racks. So what yeah. they're doing is they're finding like the hit single, yeah. and then they're learning the B side as well. Oh, so they their are... live show is filled with Holy not just the hits, cow. but great songs that aren't the hits that it makes so much sense on how these from and and how everybody's you know come on i mean carol and jerry write it mm-hmm. her version the girls get it or what was there one other stop before the girls and the cookies and then and then we've got this guy mm-hmm. the, then the beatles and that's just like all in short shrift yeah i mean it's like their versions are coming out like this yeah. and there's many other examples of other tunes in in it's very interesting. Yeah. I'm learning so much being a podcaster on all <laughs> sides of it. It's just fascinating. I didn't go to school, so I suppose it's like this late. Yeah. I'm glad you asked that, though, because I didn't yeah. know that story. Like, yeah. I knew it was 
the uh, yeah, yeah. record store. Well, that's, I was like, wait, whoa, wait, whoa, Brian Epstein, record store owner. Okay, now, if, again, I have the ghost of Bob Cowsill, my brother, my old, he's, he's there just going, I am so humiliated <laughs> by you right now. I'll just be like, how did you, Susan, yeah, Julia, what do you know good about it? So anyway, uh, my observation of the, the recording, though, so of course I know that song. I mean, uh, and then I, but, but. What I know too is I know the girls first. Mm-hmm. My little baby head. Um, when I put the boys on the Beatles, I'm like, and I, I did not have the objective. Uh, like I did not like the harmonica, but I noticed it because it smacked me upside the head. It's like, yes. I'm like wrong song. No, this is it. <laughs> and then the, I assume it's either my phone. Listen, I'm sorry. but like the lack of bass mm-hmm. is like. Poor, poor, poor bass players back then. Yeah. Because it's just like, you have got to, I'm like, and then in the bridge, it's like there isn't any bass. So like, right, right, we've got guitar, drums, and vocals. Pretty much the predominant driving force of that tune. The jaunty tune with the I'm going to jump off the cliff theme. <laughs> you asked me a question about how did the Beatles affect me? Mm-hmm. And I have noticed through my life, and I have mentioned this, but not in context of how the Beatles have affected me, but I used them before, because like, I'll write a song, and my themes are all the same, you know, just trying to survive, hanging on. You know, I have a great new song called, it's called Lifeline. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's the same theme, it's just... Um, the song compares, you know, am I climbing up on a lifeline or am I jumping off and swinging by, you know, which is it? You know, I yeah. mean, is the sun coming out or am I putting on my shades, whatever. It's all the same thing, but jaunty. <laughs> and it's just, and that, that's a Beatle trick. It's yeah. like, you know, I'm going to kill my, yes, yes, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> it's like, wow, you don't sound sad at all, man, you know. It's like, wow, it's all good stuff. And I learned that early. And I'll, if you guys just think of some of my tunes, you know, yeah. I mean, just believe it. I cleaned my windows and the streaks are gone because I was fucking about to slit my wrist last week. But hey, it's okay now. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. the John, and that is a theme. Mm-hmm. They the were boys. very good at yeah. taking a very Ooh, yeah. serious or sad subject and or even anger at times yes. and mm-hmm. wrapping God, yeah. it up in a very catchy in bow. In a poppy little pecky. And just serving it to <laughs> us. Cashing exactly. it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so to that, so here was mm-hmm. one of, and I did notice, I was like, oh yeah, this is that thing I do. It's like, here we are. My baby's got me locked up in chains. First of all, I don't even know if that would fly right now. You know, cause right. I just got out and I just don't know what's going on. So can you say my baby's locked, got me locked up in chains? Are we, can we say that collectively, singularly? I don't know. In context of the show, I think we're okay. Are we? Because so. I have some things I'd like to share that might not be because I am so lost as what we can say now. And I am, I am, I am the person who wants to protect it. <sighs> anyway, where were we chained? So the simplest song in the world about a really messed up scene. Right. <laughs> you know, um, that's cool. That and, and if you think about pop culture, that's just more of delivering. That's the minds of the youth going faster and faster. Mm-hmm. Everything processing, you know. And then they slowed down a bit, you know. Yeah. Because, of course, Jealous Guy is none of that, is it? Right. <laughs> All, you know, it, the music fits, the, you know. But um, I'd say that that affected me. Yeah. That affected me. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, thanks. And that's how I loop that right back around. I, I learned like that it. on my podcast. I like it. <laughs> Full okay. circle. Oh. You know, it doesn't really surprise me that, like, any, like, R&B covers are a sweet spot for you. 
yeah. from the Beatles. Just knowing, like, you growing up here in New Orleans mm-hmm. and the music that you grew up listening to, because I know what your parents listened to. Right. Because you inherited some of the records. So, like, I know what you grew up listening to, like, lots of New Orleans R&B artists. Like, it completely makes sense that that's There's your, a big like, butt hanging yes, in I, the air, y'all. I enjoy this. <laughs> Go ahead, Julie. <laughs> because I've always enjoyed this. Like, this well, is so can I jam. protect that? Because as sure. a non-New Orleanian and a girl coming from the East Coast, it's like I didn't like most of those ones. And I didn't like when the Stones did it either. I wanted to hear their more original music. I preferred that Beatles song mm-hmm. than to their R&B take. I love R&B. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I, I'm like I'm like the um, uh, like '60s R&B. I don't like '50s R&B. Mm-hmm. I'm not that girl. Right. I never did like it. So when the Beatles would do, you know, like '50s. I don't know. '50s. It's old fashioned to me. Mm-hmm. That's how I see it. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. old fashioned. That's my mother's rock and roll. <laughs> right. You know. It's like. Yeah. So isn't that interesting? That's an excellent observation. I'm like, oh, that might be why I don't care for it, isn't it? You know, because I mean, I came, you know, I came up in the Northeast. Things aren't very funky, swing. They're not, they don't swing. They Mm -hmm. don't, they're pretty. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And it's it's old fashioned to you. It's very old fashioned to me. Old fashioned in a cool way to you. My husband feels the same way about that. Like, I'm like. What are you, some papa with your, you know, some of the music he likes from, from coming up here, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, and I have learned, I mean, I have fallen in love because music's just another wonderful ride, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I came up a certain way and, and, and moving to New Orleans certainly brightened that view that it's, and plus it was a job for me as a kid. Like music represented a lot of things that wasn't just the music for the sake of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I got here and it was like all different kinds of, some I thought I didn't care for very much. You know, I don't really care for jazz. And frankly, it's not my go-to, but man. <laughs> when you find what you do like. Yeah. And here, everything of anything we're talking about, it's all the best. Yeah. Right here. It's like, oh, I like that. I don't mm-hmm. like that, but right. I like that. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean. So you don't I'm, have to love something to appreciate it. That's the ticket. Yeah. It's an atmosphere, a moment. Be yeah. there. Be For in sure. that atmosphere. For Be in sure. their place. It's cool. Yeah. Very cool. Music is awesome. I want to pick your brain on something. Oh, so my. I'm scared. We, we talked in another episode recently. Um, well, it's actually, it's coming up, and I think chronologically, um, about the Beatles' influence on women mm-hmm. and how women were impacted by it in kind of a bigger scope. But I feel like there's a real kind of reciprocal relationship with the Beatles not being afraid to cover songs by women, which a lot of guys I think were hesitant to do. I feel like you don't see a lot of guys willing to do like a Shirelle song mm-hmm. back then. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think there's any particular reason why they were always willing to cover those songs well if you're asking me musically i suspect um well we'll go ahead and give them the we'll assume that they had they had wide-ranging tastes they were they're artists yeah they're kids but they're artists i mean a quirky kid's just an artist you know what i mean (laughs) yeah so so there but as you asked me that question, I just kind of overviewed the boys in general. And let's review. I mean, um, you know, they all come from these kind of homes that were motherless in some form. They had girlfriends right away. 
I mean, mm-hmm. for guys who is yeah. like we're hitting the top. I mean, they you know that doesn't happen anymore. Everybody married up, right? You know, and they have. I think they. I don't know. I think it was just looking like a collective of guys who appreciated women period mm-hmm. in the right ways and and therefore respected i mean jackie Desha- you know they coupled up with a lot of later you know or as they got big you know they were always um i just think that they were probably just how they were yeah i don't i don't i don't know if it's a music thing or not i think that you're either um you know music is either music or <laughs> and as we sit here and think about things, there are people who lean one way or another, perhaps, who would be more inclined to sing a man's song over if he's a dude or vice versa. And for me, like as a singer, the only pickle I ever can get in is a he, she moment, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it's kind of silly to change the verbiage. Like I did a cover of Don't Worry Baby. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, I wasn't going to change the words. Yeah. It just, it just, it didn't work for me. Um but I don't know. That's a darn... What do the other gang think? What do the more informed Beatle people think? Well... I, of course, went into this like, I mean, psychological... You're, 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 like, you're, you're actually I think like, you're on the right... That's yes. a part of it. Yes. They yeah. were very influenced by women in their lives. They like, were the they ones were running the show. by right. strong women. They were influenced by women. Right. I mean, there's and, the and didn't really have section them. about Astrid being their... Muse, yeah. like, like who they created, were, they were her muse. Sorry, they were yeah. her muse, and you know she sort of like helped them create their image. Understood. And, yeah, yeah, that like, makes sense. There yeah, was, there was always, and that's that, lovely, like, and that probably and, lended to their incredible across the board. Yeah, you know, because the boys loved them. The boys, <laughs> my brother Paul always says that day, that next day at the bus stop was the worst day of his life. He will never Aww. forget it. Yeah. Going to the bus stop the next day and all the girls, it was like, who are you people? Right. <laughs> Regular boys went away. And quite honestly, along with that came the f- pop phenomenon of teen, of superstar, young mm-hmm. pop musicians. Yeah. It started there. The screaming really, qu- you know, of course, Elvis, you can, you can do whatever you want and take me to task. But I, I, I cite... That that whole thing of like mania to yeah. and yeah sure Elvis it's like that that got perpetuated and and we were right smack in the middle of it mm-hmm. my family band we were in sixteen magazine my brothers were all about it was all yeah. about the chicks and man my brother plays like we and that was it they didn't care about us. Pop Real boys. A fold-out poster. Yeah, Paul was like years later. He's like, you know, right here, ladies. This is your 16th sweetheart of the month right now, bitches. It's me. You know. <laughs> but you know, it was rough. That I guess 1964 December whatever was cold and dreary at the old bus stop in Middletown, Rhode Island. <laughs> and I guess it was the shizzles the day before because right? you can't fall that far from a Ooh. you know a little place. Right. <laughs> Things right. must be going good for Polly. Oh I hope you don't hear so this, funny. but I love you, and it's a cute story you always tell it by see you on thursday oh god when's no, this coming I think, out no. like, i can imagine like right all being of a these dude, girls yeah. see yes. these just very handsome men who yeah, are super cute full on rock stars and they look on right different away. from every other guy especially yeah. in america where it's still like accents, buzz cuts yeah oh yeah and you oh know, everything the jacket collars everything. from their collars to their hair to their faces to their 
preciousness. They yeah. have an image. They're cool. And they're they were they're cool. Funny. They had they're those confident. boots. Those I mean, boots hit my floors. I mean, I'm small because I'm short, and I'm just seeing all these shoes showing up. <laughs> I shoot. I all am your brothers a shoe are now an inch and a half no, taller. No, no. I look. I am not making this up. Heels. One of my jobs was because I, I, we had this wooden shoe shine thing that had it where you could put your foot inside of it. It was like a square guy, and then you could put your. It had a, a place where you could rest your foot, and then so you could carry it around. It was like a single thing. And I it was mine, and because I did just so I could get money, I'd do their shoes. Oh I mean, gosh. I could barely run it, so but I do remember when these boots came, and I was like, "What the fuck's going on in this house? <laughs> Why are there three pairs of these?" First, we're poor as we could be; we don't have anything. Oh, we got drums, guitars, boots. I'm like, "What's happening?" Here? There's nothing in our refrigerator. <laughs> we have no food, but we have. We are boots. eating saltines with milk and sugar, <laughs> and I cute. don't think that's a cereal in a box with a guy on a cover. But, but good dang, oh, look at these gosh. boots, these veal boots. <laughs> yeah. And I think another part of it is also, like, their fans were girls. Yes. Like, all of those, I would imagine, yes. almost, if not all of those, mm. he, Isn't those that true? people that went and asked for that record yeah. were girls. Yeah. I think, actually, the first one was a guy. Not to well, actually, but fact. Well, there so, you only he the would know. Was a guy. All, okay. Not all. You are going <laughs> down in history as the only man alive. I prompt. No. Maybe not. Maybe there's four. <laughs> Who know that the first guy to buy the record was a guy, right? Jonathan? Well, part of the conversation the does other day Andre that we had, know that Andre Boren? I don't know that. Okay. I don't know if he does. Okay, you should text him. Part of the conversation right that we had the other day that's coming on a future episode was that at some point Beatle fandom was overtaken from women by men, mm-hmm. and the conversation was run by men, written by men, and perpetuated okay. by men. Okay, uh, and that starts I- ideally around like Sergeant Pepper, where the teeny bopper image kind of goes sure, away sure. and it becomes oh, serious. Felt it. Art. It's awesome. And then it's like that's where the guys come in, you know. Okay. The, so the real, the, the real the, smart the people. Suits. Well, we can't have the ladies talking we about the suits anymore. We have yeah. to talk the about suits. them seriously. Right on. Now. Yeah. There and are, there then what's John yes. goes and gets his girlfriend and blows the whole thing <laughs> up. The right. oh. yeah, Linda. Oh, oh, another connection I have. So Linda Eastman lived in my building in Manhattan when we moved wow. from Rhode Island. Wow. In 67. Yeah. That's cool. And we moved to 888 8th Avenue between 52nd and 53rd. And you mm-hmm. have to know that address for when you get lost so you can tell the cab driver. <laughs> <laughs> My mother's telling me this. I'm like, wait, what? Hey, What's what? a cab? What's a driver? <laughs> Why Where am I are lost? we? They just took us off this green island that's this big. <laughs> anyway, um, Linda Eastman lived in the building, uh, like a bunch of, like, there was a management, MGM executives, and Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs, Tommy James the Shondell, the Cow Sills, and we were podcasting with Tommy, and I'm like, oh my God, our building was nuts, and he goes, don't forget Linda Eastman. Oh my and I'm gosh. Like, and That's she ended so up taking pictures of my family in Central Park, and now wow. I know why. Wow. Oh, cool. Because dial downstairs and that photographer girl that kodak lady <laughs> oh my gosh yeah eastman so kodak funny. hello she took pictures the irony's not lost right <laughs> but anyway that's my other beetle connection i want to stay relevant oh, on your ranking show i love it i, love I hope it. You're, you're you know i hope do they give you feedback do they go well, you know we liked this or we liked that 
they always say, loved your guest this week. Okay, yeah. good. Because we only have the best okay. on ranking the yeah. Beatles. Really, I, like, so, we always get great feedback about our guests, and then they good. criticize his ranking. Yeah. So it's like, it's fine. Like, They're not coming. Jonathan's They're coming for you. Oh, yeah. I get all the I get How all we look flag. at you, you're precious. Are you <laughs> watching fine. my no anniversary? About... Oh, Russ and you. <laughs> Me and Jonathan. <laughs> I mean, I care, but like, you know, because Tam's meeting, but okay. I. So. Life. No, to, we're good. We're good. <laughs> So to bring it full circle, how do we feel about 163 out of 223 is where I have chains slotted? On our way down, correct? Working from 223 to number one. Least favorite to most favorite. Oh, I'm comfortable. Are you comfortable? I'm way comfy. Yeah. I mean, probably had I been asked earlier and I knew what I was doing, (laughs) I might have parked it a little further back even. Personally, I I could see it it maybe going a little further Based on everything we just said. Yeah. I would, I mean, I I don't know if you're allowed to do this, but, and plus I might save hello, goodbye. So I I, forget it. I'm not skilled yet, but because I got hello, goodbye. You say goodbye. I say Mm -hmm. hello. Well. There's 162 more songs. What so year was that on the more. charts? Rain Man. <laughs> so check me. 1967. How fun is that? So I am in a car listening to myself and the Beatles. That's a pretty rad year. Now, tr- disclaimer, I wasn't on the first single because right. I was only six. Oh, you know that too, do you, Smarty I, Pants? You, I told I you. heard, well, you, you told me that and you said it on the podcast episodes that I've listened to. So, However, I was hip enough to know when my brothers went, and now the Beatles, holy shit. <laughs> this can't be happening to us. I'll tell you what, what blew my mind on your podcast was when your brother talked about uh, when they did the session for The Rain in the Park and other things, uh, and the sound of the rain is actually the sound of bacon yep. cooking. That's oh hilarious. To me. <laughs> like that, I, was, I was driving to Mississippi for a thing, and I was like, holy shit, that's incredible. That's like, amazing. Blew my mind. Yeah. I, and I didn't find out. Yeah, well, you don't find out a lot of things. I found out a lot of things later. Wait, what? Music business. <laughs> oh, man. Yes. I spent a lot of hours in a studio not knowing half the stuff that was going on I'm there. sure. I was busy peeling those. They used to have these pencils in studios. Busy shining their shoes. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we Let have, me know when I got to sing. They had these grease pencils they used to write on the tapes in studios and I would, and they, they in order, you peel them. Okay. No, they, they had a string. Wow. Yeah. I'm six. Oh, for me? Here, we got another one. Give her six of them. Go sit over there. Put them in a pile when you're done. Don't touch anything. You've got lead all over your hands. Oh, God. So, all right. So, that's how I feel. The ranking, I would put it back even. Okay. Okay. I think we're we're at a good place then. Give me a head with hair. Long, beautiful hair. Shining, gleaming, streaming, flaxen, waxing. Give me down to there. Shoulder length longer. Here, baby, there, mama. Everywhere, daddy, daddy. Throw it, show it. Long as I can throw it my hair. Um, before we let you go yes. for your romantic anniversary dinner. I know, 18 years. Thank you very Happy much. Happy anniversary. Thank you. you. And um, a few rapid fire questions. I love them. All right, cool. I used Rip. to be good at them. Let's see how we did. You got it. I, I, I feel like you got it. <laughs> oh, no, I'm scared. <laughs> Don't be scared. God. He's like you, snapping his fingers. Like, anxiety <laughs> levels fire, my left. Rapid fire. I swear to God. So you can take rapid fire over to Kelsey's podcast. Oh. And y'all can start doing rapid oh, fire questions. Oh, we're going to steal a new segment. From, do it. Do okay. it. Do it. <laughs> rapid fire. They'll love it. Mark like, Holman, rapid fire questions. Like we don't have enough of that going oh, on. Go ahead. Um, your favorite Beatles song. Oh. <laughs> well, but I got to put the one that popped in, but I, I would like to argue with it. But what the second you said it was, 
to lead a better life popped in. So I I'm going with that. I, how did that even happen? That's his favorite song, actually. Whose? Paul's. How did Apparently that? That's his how did song that? How did my? I love that my brain works because you didn't even finish, and I'm like, I can't answer. Shut up, we're answering. <laughs> What's going on up here? <laughs> to lead with the whole in, just with the intro and everything. It was like a production moment. I'm like, you guys are so good. You guys can't see this, but we like flipped on a spotlight on Susan. It was a whole thing. Ah, like yeah, here, there, and everywhere. Oh, so come good. on, man. Yeah. That the melody is. I guess. I, I guess we we enjoy that. But then I want to say, good day, sunshine. And then I want to say, um, if I fell, and then I want to say, nowhere man, and then I want to say, um, oh god, do I all want to make me cry right now? (laughs) Oh, it's been a rough week. You just pick one today. I think Here, There, and Everywhere is a Here, There, and Everywhere is today's favorite. Love it. It's a solid choice. What is your least favorite? That's not true, the answer that just came in, so I'm not doing it. <laughs> but it was when I was little. When I was little, I hated... I was like, everybody's high in this house. <laughs> Our lives are coming crashing down. Bill's getting kicked out any minute. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing coming together at all. Oh, yeah, that's pretty. He's up on. Yep, everything's bad. So that oh one, although I love it now. But my least favorite, like, um, oh, sorry, I can't do it. Uh, I do not need to hear Paul McCartney sing, there were bells on a hill, and I never, I just don't. I'd much prefer him to sing me Fool on the Hill. I, yes. It's his Bell on the Hill moment sung by him through him, and I'm, I'm much more of a fan of that. Paul, I still haven't, and I know a lot of, boy, this boy, he better not hear that. I don't want to say anything Paul? negative if I finally get to meet him someday, which is possible, and now I've said you know this. People. I do, and I'm like, what have I just done? I don't think Paul listens. I don't think he listens. I don't think he listens. Okay. Ringo might, though. Go ahead, keep Um, going. Your favorite Beatles album? You're going to laugh if it comes to what I just said, but the White Album popped in my head, but that's that's the most memorable, obviously, lot happened around that revolver. Okay, Mm -hmm. okay. Do you have a least favorite Beatles album? One that you're just like, this does nothing for me. No. Um... Yeah, I know I do. Um, I see it. I just pass it up. Uh, what is it? It's it's like, I can't even, I don't even know the name of it. And is it Meet the Beatles? I don't Meet know. Meet the I, Beatles? I, it's, it's just, there was a lot of, there was too many, it was just, I don't know, I, was, I think I was tired of them that week. It's yeah. like enough of them, you guys, for God's sake, there is the monkeys. <laughs> This is like Guys of Aquarius, Capricorn Jones is a great album. Uh, right, but I left after oh, it was too heady for me. So Did you, you see, yeah. Oh, I left. Oh, yeah. After headquarters. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, everybody was. <laughs> my world was falling apart, and I knew everybody in my house, and all my everybody was becoming hippies and drug addicts <laughs> right in front of my eyes. We went from not people with short hair, people were before the Beatles, and the next thing I know, it's like five years later, and hell's going into a handbasket. Oh and goodness. I am watching, I was like, yeah, you better get it together, because you're going to be emancipated by 12. You have nine, ten, three good years to figure out how you're getting out of this fucking, whatever's oh, going on goodness. here. So, 
That's a lot of life, Susan. I know. I love it. So White Album came in as favorite, no, not favorite. It sounds like <laughs> Let it be. It sounds like for a while you were living in like within the auditory existence of Revolution Nine, like in your house, just I like was. noise and chaos. And then and, brought, yeah. So if you ask me if the Beatles affected my life, I guess we found out bit. they did. A <laughs> little bit. Uh, last question, and it's kind of the big one. Um, oh your favorite memory associated with the Beatles, whether it's a song or meeting a Beatle or seeing a Beatle or doing a Beatle thing. You were actually uh, mentioned in a previous answer to this question by a previous guest. Oh, my God. Mark Bryan from Hootie. What did he say? He said one of his favorite uh, memory <laughs> was on the first big Hootie tour was hanging backstage somewhere in a in a dressing room in a arena, in a Megadome mm-hmm. or wherever it was. Um, and just up one night, just singing Beatles songs. Like apparently, oh like, yeah, everybody, like you and Peter, just like absolutely, hanging out singing Beatles tunes. Absolutely, after the a show, had just... the best after show yep. fun. He said that was his favorite Beatles memory. Yeah. Well, I've got a couple. I'll just, I mean, God, you know, I just, I, I, I know there's even more, and that's why my brain started racing everywhere. But I'll just say, I mean, I did meet Ringo and Catherine, and we were all hanging out at Clover Studios in 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 Hollywood, and uh, you know, it was the '80s, and I will leave it at that. But he was, <laughs> look, what a sweetheart. Yeah. And uh, you know, you know, it was a partying situation, but what a sweet man. And and like a lot of times in those situations, even the sweetest people aren't so sweet, and he was. So we're going to say that and hung out with him. And he, and he knew exactly who I was. He was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wow. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa to you too, big guy. I'm like, this isn't even happening. And then there's the Duke's lady. I'm like, whoa, my life. Let's just keep moving. Then, fast forward to here. We're just going to leave it like that. And then um, here... Playing at the Crazy Corner down on Bourbon in my cover band with Jansen Lohmeyer and Russ. We were Jimmy Mesa that day. Jimmy Mesa was in our, we were the Bonoffs. Mm-hmm. And uh, we played down there for a couple of years. And somebody told us Paul McCartney was playing and he was across at Generations. Or no, what's right at, what's right across from Crazy Corner? Generations Hall or Preserve, one of the halls. Where, Generations is in where the they play. Where yeah. the, no, then it's not that. It's, it's, it's where the, 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 the band plays, right there. Preservation Hall. Okay. So we hear he's playing. Like over by Pat O'Brien's. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that is it. Yeah. That's right. We're by the Crazy Corner. And we hear that he's playing. We knew he was playing. But we heard he was over there. So on a break, Jimmy Mesa, Russ, and I go running over, right? There's the stretch limo. Miss Cowsill, because she doesn't know who she is, it's, do you not know who I used to be, was running the show at that moment. And I go, righty-o, Johnny Cash and me, why not you and me, Paul? So I'm like, OMG, I'm going to say hi to Paul McCartney. And I go trucking across the street. He is literally coming out with his, his Heather, his girl, his, was his wife at the time. <clears throat> on his way out and he saw me coming and I am just hell bent. He's like smiling like he was getting ready to say hi. But I got blocked by a bouncer guy. I was like, boy, <laughs> I was like, whoa. And I just went, oh my God, that's right. It's fucking Paul McCartney. The guy's like, yeah. And I'm like, I am so sorry. He goes, you're good. And McCartney goes, she's good. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> it just kind of gets in. And I'm like, oh. 
my God. I'm like kind of half crying. And I'm and like, now all these people are up. And I come around to the front of it and I see his girlfriend in and she looks at me and she goes, you're okay. I went, I'm so sorry because I was so ashamed of my, I should know better of all people. And I was like, Paul, it's me. Hello. It's Susie. It's me. Come on, Ringo called you. I'm sure after we stopped hanging out, he met a cow so for God's sake. It was a big day in his life. Hilarious. But then, okay, so that happened and the boys cracking up. We're dying laughing. It was the best thing ever that happened. And then, we got be in our bonnet after we were done with our set we're going down to the dome and we're going to scalp tickets and we're going to see them we went we got the best seats rocked up bottom went in we were right okay so stage so we're on this side and <laughs> ate up i cried from the minute i sat down yeah till it was over i had no idea i would react that way yeah i knew he was coming to town i knew everything that was going to happen but when he was there and that whole thing, and all of a sudden, he's right in front of us. Yeah. <laughs> and me, I'm his BFF. <laughs> <laughs> you touched his body card. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Bounced off of him. Like a cartoon spring back moment. <laughs> <laughs> and I literally went, oh, my God, what are you doing? That's Paul McCartney. The guy goes, Yeah. <laughs> Like, what are you doing, lady? And he was sweet. He goes, you're all right. I went, I am so. And he knew right away I was haunt. And I was like, anyway, that. That's so good. That was my brushes with greatness. Thank you. Amazing. You know, it's, that's what that reminds me of. Oh, and this, I've got it. Same thing happened outside of Preservation Hall. A few years ago, Foo Fighters were here, and they were recording at Preservation Hall. Then they were going to play a show that night. And my brother and I were out there with some friends. And Julia came down and met us. And at one point, uh, Pat Smear, the guitarist from the Foo Fighters, came out, and my brother like was like, "I'm gonna go talk to Pat Smear," <laughs> and goes like running up the street. Go. And as he gets maybe five Uh-oh. feet from Pat Smear, he bites it, just bites it, <gasps> face plants, and Pat apparently goes, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> just kept walking, <laughs> and you see my brother go, "Pat, no!" <laughs> like the most <laughs> embarrassing thing I've ever seen him do. <laughs> And he heard the guy all disgusted. Oh, my, oh my God. God. Oh, that's bad. Yeah, no. He didn't like, oh. he, not, not like, are you okay? That's Can I help no you? Just, oh, my God. It's terrible. Just terrible. Away. So good. So, oh, my God. Susan, okay. thank you so much thank you, for Jonathan coming on the show. Thank you, Jonathan and Julie. Where can our listeners check out the Kalsis podcast? Well, a lot of places that y'all go to, to look for podcasts, like Apple and the other places. But what you do is... We are number 63 on the Apple chart. Wow. Thank you very much. Thank you very Lovely. much. Look at you talking like, oh, we just have a few listeners. You're hella famous. What is this? But So what I do, because oh I can't answer this question, thank you, Julia, <laughs> is I go to my safari and pray it works. Then I go, the Council Podcast. And God bless it. There we are. I'm like, thank you, God. Because it pops up like magic. And I, then it tells me, who do you want to hear? And it's all like, I call it user friendly. Yes. You, and that's how I do it. But we're on all of most of the places like you said. Sure. You're, well, I guess once you can go out there, I guess... I don't know how it works. It's like you, I turn you get on your podcast. Still, the light switch on the wall is that mystery for me. Yeah. So <laughs> I cannot tell you how the podcast shows up. <laughs> and <laughs> what uh, what days what days do episodes come out? Yeah, well, we tape them on Thursdays. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when call they Bob, y'all call around. Bob. Okay, I just got fired from promoting the Council Podcast. <laughs> Bob, come on! The I podcast, know it comes man. out a day a week. I think it's Wednesday. Please go Google it, y'all. Google. <laughs> just it. subscribe, and then whenever wait, just subscribe, release, click, you just thumbs up, button. just subscribe. Right 
subscribe, click, thumbs up. Do it, do it. And do that for Jonathan and Julia's podcast. Yeah. Subscribe, click, thumbs up. And uh, the Happy Together Tour is July 28th. Yes, it's starting. Yes, we're in Pennsylvania, Lancaster. And we're going through till September 1st. And we're so grateful to be going out because people got their vaccinations when they could. Yes. It's okay when you can't. I understand. Yes. When you can, though, it, it, it's so great because then it makes us all be able to get back to what we really need. Yes. Which is music in our lives daily. Yes, Evidently, yes, some yes. of us more than others. For sure. Hello. And then uh, Rhythm of the World coming out. Yes. Cowsell's Rhythm maybe? of the World will be out probably next year. Let's say that for sure. Awesome. And meanwhile, back at the ranch, me and Rusty play all over town with whoever will have us and some people who won't have us, but we <laughs> go up and get up there anyway. And where can uh, where can everybody look up and keep uh, keep up with all things Well, you? lots of exciting things. I've, I'm going to be at French Quarter Fest, yeah. so I better pick up a guitar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get, get and then um, there's some exciting other things happening in the next couple of days, which you'll hear about. So Ooh. we'll just say that. And uh, is it susancouncil.com? Do you have a website? Oh, God, no. I haven't Facebook? had a website since... Websites are for... Yeah, that's passe, but no, it's not what I hear from my son. He tells me they're important, and that they just are. annoys yeah. the hell out of me. Uh, Facebook? Yeah, Facebook, that's Twitter, 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 you know, <laughs> I'm sorry, all the, all the places one might find somebody where they're supposed to find them, for God's sake. If I can't tell you where the cast is, I can't tell you where you're going to find me. <laughs> you're finding me right here at your house, right just next Google to the... Susan that's yeah. right. Just Follow all the Susan Cousel. Google Kessel. little Susie Cousel. Where am I going to be? I'm going to be at Mona Lisa's in about 20 minutes. Yeah. Susan, thank you so, so much. This has been so much fun. Thank you, guys. Y'all so cute. They're very cute, y'all. You should have a visual. (laughs) Thank you. Peace out, Beatles. Bye. Bye. Susan Cousel, everybody. How's about that? (laughs) Was that letter, Kenny? How's about that? I don't know where that came from. Uh, So much fun. Uh, She is a, just a bucket of energy. She's a joy. And full of amazing stories. A joy to talk to. Absolutely. A joy to sing to. Mm. To sing with, I should say. Mm. I'm sorry. I don't know that I've um, enjoyed singing with somebody as much as the few times I've gotten to sing with her. Aww. She's a blast to sing with. And just a good hang, man. Good good people. I take offense to that comment. You don't like singing with me? Well, I mean, like, in a work capacity. <laughs> I like singing with you when we sing our goofy songs around the house. Okay. That's totally different. Our songs about our dogs. Yes. And about, like, other random things that we write songs about when okay. we're at home. Um, but friends, her and her brothers... Bob and Paul uh, have a great podcast, the Castles podcast. Go listen to it. Super duper fun. Uh, they have on ton of fun guests, uh, all people from their their. I don't want to say genre because it's not genre, but their circuits, their peers. Yes. Um, uh, go get in on the ground floor before they before they book Joe Pesci. Yeah, and then you can be like. Man. Man, welcome everyone. I've been listening to the Castles for years. Do you remember we were in the car one time and we heard the Joe Pesci cover of uh, oh, yes. Got to Get You Into My Life yes. from his album Little Joe Sure Can Sing. <laughs> so good. Uh, yeah, Check that one out too. Um, also, friends, if you're in the area, cannot recommend enough going to the Happy Together Tour. So much fun. If you are into 60s music, this is literally like going to a live version of now. That's what I call the best hits of the 60s because <laughs> um, it's all bands that are still rocking. It's just it's all like the best songs. It's, it's just it's a nonstop parade of, of hits and it's so much fun. Highly, highly recommended. Um, so what do you all think about Chains at number one? 
63. Too high, too low, or just right? I didn't say it this time. See? <laughs> uh, let us know what you think on, the, uh, on Facebook, on Twitter, Instagram. Let us know you think we're right on the money. If you think we're way off base, let us know in the comments section. If you're not following us on there, you can find us on Facebook at... Ranking the Beatles. You can find us on Twitter at Ranking Beatles. You can find us on Instagram at Ranking the Beatles. And you can keep up with all things Ranking the Beatles at our website, RankingTheBeatles.com. That's right! Yes. Uh, all things, all previous episodes are there. I mean, they're everywhere else too, but it's all there now. On that website, you'll find a little widget that says, buy us a coffee yeah you will so if you're enjoying the show and you would like to keep us caffeinated or just contribute to our new microphone fund if you got a couple of shekels in the in the coffers that you don't mind parting shekels. with a little extra change from that latte and you're enjoying the show buy us a coffee if you're really enjoying it buy us a recurring coffee every month there are membership options yeah yeah it all goes to cover the cost of keeping this podcast going uh so nothing. We're not trying to get rich off Beatles podcast. I don't think that's going to happen. No, just trying to trying to cover some expenses. I keep um, myself awake. Yes. <laughs> also, we need coffee. Um, so yeah, we hope you all have enjoyed this show. We have had a super fun time. Please tell your friends to listen to Ranking the Beatles if they're not already. Um, and if this is your first time, we hope you've enjoyed it. Be sure to smash that subscribe button and leave us a uh, pleasant review on your provider of choice. Uh, with how many stars are we looking for, Julia? Five. Five stars. No Whatever less. max stars. Yes, maximum stars. Yeah. Blow it up. We want if all the stars. If you don't like the podcast, just don't rate us at all because no one cares. <laughs> if you don't like it, go check out the Carousel's podcast. You might that enjoy might that. Maybe that's more if you're out. <laughs> um, anyhow, friends, we hope you've enjoyed it. It's been a great time. Julia, have you enjoyed this week's? Of course. Excellent. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in, y'all. Uh, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. So until then, stay cool. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Julia. This has been Ranking the Beatles. Adios. Bye, y'all.